Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at Menards. Hello and welcome back to the Pot It Together podcast. My name is Adam and I'm joined by my co-host Becca and Nicole. Hello ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> hello. I always say hello ladies and I was like, uh, is that offensive? I don't know. No, not at all. No. Not to me. I'm a lady. Little woman might be offensive, but. Hey there, little lady. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Episode two, you guys, already. So I'm just curious, for our catch-ups, can we talk about some plants that are, like, doing well and not doing very well? Because I have some plants that aren't doing that great, and I want to see if I'm alone in this boat. Oh, yeah, for Absolutely. Sure. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Nicole, what's a plant that, that is uh, thriving for you currently? Start with the good. No, All no, no. Of- Start with the bad and then end with the good. Okay, the bad, I hate to say, are my cacti. Like, quite a few of my cactus are just... And, you know, they got front row right under those grow lights, but it's winter, and I feel like I may have overwatered them. Even though I don't really give them a lot of water in the winter, I just... I don't know, man. I'm getting a vibe that maybe I gave them too much water, like, in November. I don't know, but... They're not looking that great. They're not looking that happy. I've already lost one, which I had another one of, so I'm not that worried about it, but just worried, you know, just worried. And then Mm. some that are doing really well are pretty much all of my Monstera, like my Silta Pecana, my Peru, my um, Deliciosa, Thai. All of them are doing really, really well, and they weren't like a few months ago, so I'm really happy about that. But I'm curious, what about you guys? What has winter brought your plants? <laughs> Ooh, I think one of my plants, like my favorite plant, my philodendron, varicosa melanocrysum, I think that it got cold damage inside. I'm not exactly oh. sure. I haven't felt ready to acknowledge it yet, but I'll show you guys a picture. And um, yeah, it. but cold damage like turns black though right Mm, yeah like frost damage yeah it and then it dies Mm -hmm. so the plant hasn't died like that leaf has not died but it does have some like it looks like cold damage like along where like the center vein of the leaf is i'm confused i'll show you guys a picture of it um later but that plant seems to be doing okay and i talked in the last episode about my varicosum not doing well leaves dropping like flies we're down to like oh one last leaf that has not unfurled yet and like one node i'm like please for the love of god please Hmm. um but i kept a bunch of the nodes when i propped it um and they're in that's good yeah they're in a 
a propagation box and I don't think anything has happened, but I at least have that to hold on to. Uh, and then for plants that are doing well, I have a small anthurium like Doriaki crystallinum cross and it's putting out another leaf right now. And also my, one of my other anthurium, anthurium like baloanum or something like that, that's putting out a new leaf too, which I'm shocked Ooh. by in the winter and when it's cold and not humid. So that's really exciting. Yeah. I mean, you totally got an upgrade on light though. So like they're probably just loving that. Yeah. yeah. The light probably is helping a lot, a lot, a lot. So that's my yeah. update. <laughs> Well, my not-so-good plant situation, I, you know, this has happened to me. This is the second plant. This is the second plant I have had, a variegated peace lily, Spathophyllum domino. And I had one a couple years ago, and it was doing well. I repotted it, and it just, like, died after the repot. And then I got another one when I first moved to Arizona because it was at Trader Joe's. And I was like, yes, I'm going to try this again. And it has been thriving for a year, over a year. And I repotted it recently. When I say recently, I mean in like the last month, mm-hmm. maybe two months. And it, it it just it died. The whole thing just died. I mean, it wasn't oh. even like a, it just immediately, it went floppy and never recovered. And I was just, I don't know, that makes me so mad. It was such a beautiful plant with beautiful variegation. And I couldn't, I couldn't resuscitate it. So I'm just like, maybe... I don't know if you guys have had a peace lily or if anyone listening has had a variegated peace lily. Did you experience this too? Because this is now the second time that I've repotted a variegated peace lily and it's died. I just don't get it. Did you say that you had it in Lekka or soil? I don't know if I missed that. Oh, it's in soil. Yeah. Oh, okay. I've never had one. They're so pretty, but it makes me so mad. I bet. And thriving... My philodendron billetier is just, like, doing the most this winter. Mm -hmm. And my philodendron squamiferum, I cut it maybe, like, four or five months ago to, like, share. And it started growing a new branch. And the first leaf on that thing is just gigantic. It was, like, bigger than the one before it. And it just keeps putting out these huge leaves with those furry petioles. It's just, it's, it's wild. I was going to say the squamiferum's the one that has the fuzzy petioles, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not like a soft. They're not soft to the touch. They're like kind of rigid and hard, but it's just mm-hmm. it's a cool looking philodendron, so yeah. I'm happy mm-hmm. about that one. The one that you gave me, the piece that you gave me, it actually just put off a baby leaf cuz it was like a Did it? it wasn't a it was like a center cutting and it had to put out a new branch and it took a little while, but it put out a new leaf and it's like a beautiful light green color oh that's cool yeah, i'll send you so, a picture there's such a like yes please do i love getting updates on plant babes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but that one the squammy ferrum that i have the mother plant is in lecca so mm-hmm. i tend to like steer away from putting philodendrons in lecca just because their roots are just they just go like the most there's just so many roots on philodendrons but yeah that one's doing well well that's good and that leads us into today's topic of soil versus leca you can can kill plants in both mediums (laughs) (laughs) Um. awesome so leca if you guys are listening to this and you don't know what leca is leca is lightweight expanded clay aggregate 
did I say aggregate right? Yeah, you did. Ooh. Aggregate. So I never, I never know if it's aggregate <laughs> or aggregate. Like I always want to say aggregate. Oh, I say aggregate. I mean, either so do works. I. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I want to say aggregate, but I'm pretty sure aggregate is the right way to say it. Yeah. Aggregate out of town. <laughs> <laughs> Lekka, um, I watched a few videos on how it's made just because I'm just so interested in thing, like how things are made. Oh. And they fire it. They fire these like clay aggregates in this, these giant rolling kilns. And so that kind of gives it the the circle, the, the ball shape. But also yeah. like, yeah, it's just really cool. But there's so many variations of Lekka. Like I use Hydratin yeah. because I, or Ikea Lekka because I just, I like the shapes of those better. But there's some... That looks like popcorn, or to me, it looks a little bit like turds. Um, yeah. I don't, don't like those ones. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I don't like those either because I get Ikea usually, or I order a gigantic bag off of Amazon because it's like the cheapest I can find. But Kaylee Ellen sent me a plant um, at the beginning of 2020, and she had them in Lekka, but her Lekka was like the rigid popcorn shape Lekka, and the roots actually start to grow because I reused it because Lekka is reusable, which is n- number one, like one of the best things about it. Um, but I reused it, and the roots grow into those crevices, and you almost have to break them off, yeah. like to get that out. So I definitely prefer the smoother edged Lekka for sure. So I guess maybe we should back up a little bit. So you said what LECA stands for. It's an is that an acronym? Lightweight expanded clay aggregate. LECA. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's an inorganic material, which means it won't break down over time. I mean, it's solid. It's inorganic. It has no nutrients or organisms within it, and you can grow plants in it, which is yeah. just like a fun nerdy thing to do. I think. Yeah. I think what intrigued me the most was mixing the nutrients for the nutrient water. Um, you use the three-part system, right? Yeah, the general hydroponics. Yeah. So that's what I use, too. And I was recently introduced to Plantamin. Have you ever heard of Plantamin? Only because of your video. That's Okay. So I'm actually experimenting with that now, and I'm curious to see how that's going to go, but... Um, but yeah, I use the, the general hydroponics too. And I think both of us, if you guys are interested in starting with LECA and trying it out, I think both of us drew our inspiration from minimalist Callie on YouTube. She's the first one I saw do it. And she like her systems and her videos are just very informative and Mm -hmm. very easy to follow. So I definitely would watch that if you're interested in trying it but i don't know what's the number one thing that you love about using leka as a substrate like like what's the number one thing that's convenient for you because i feel like a lot of people don't like the nutrient yeah in fact you have to mix all the nutrients well i mean i think i still don't fully understand you know all of them in general myself like as far as like what affects what as far as the plant growth goes but Right. I'm, you know, I've learned things over the past over a year that I've been using Lekka. I've learned a lot and changed a lot of things from when I started. But I think what I like the most is it just, for me personally, it takes the guesswork out of watering. When all of my plants were in soil, I probably let a good majority of them go too far 
dried too long before mm-hmm. like watering them. And uh, Lekka has really just kind of taken that guesswork out. I still have, you know, I would say 10%, maybe 15% of my plants are in soil. I don't have everything mm-hmm. in Lekka just because, you know, root growth on philodendrons in particular is, it go they go wild. And I don't love all of the roots growing out of the net pots, like going everywhere. It's okay mm-hmm. if it does. I just, me personally, I just don't love that. But yeah, I think it just takes that guesswork away as far as the watering for the plants goes. I can easily see like, oh, this one needs water. That kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say pretty much along the same lines, except I'm an overwaterer. So I would deal with a lot of root rot and like overwatering my plants. And I feel like this has helped me in that department with that. Um, we should say that Becca's not joining in on this conversation because she doesn't have any plants in Lekka. <laughs> right. Yeah, Nicole's correct. I don't have any plants in Lekka. I have rooted a few things in Lekka, mostly due to Adam trying to push Lekka on me and giving <laughs> me the plants in Lekka. <laughs> and, I mean, they rooted really well. He, he just gave me a philodendron Adaba poens in Lekka and the roots were just beautiful and I did transfer it to soil and there was basically no like shock because it was just I mean it's better than straight up water propagation I I think Mm -hmm. so but yeah I would I would propagate in Lekka but would I ever use that as my substrate no I wouldn't Mm -hmm. which is where gal Yeah, and we get into this debate. Well, not us, but, like, I think a lot of people are, like, well, with me, they don't get, like, upset with me, but they're, like, why not? Like, why don't you make videos about Lekka? I want to learn about it or this or that. And I'm, like, well, I just don't want to. (laughs) I don't (laughs) – I'm not interested. So for Nicole, the nutrients and all that is, like, something that drew her in, and that's something that pushes me away. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I feel like it is – I feel like it's an intimidating part of it. Like people are just like, what do you mean you have to mix your nutrient water? Like the the LECA doesn't have nutrients in it already. And <laughs> no, it doesn't. So you definitely have to mix your nutrients. And I like, I feel like a scientist every time I'm doing it. Like I, I love it. Yeah. I have two giant jugs and I have them pre-measured yeah, you already. Do. <laughs> <laughs> I walked this right into that. Confirmed. You did. You did. <laughs> Um, (laughs) and I don't even have to check my pH because I already know that it's going to be like the right level. Like I'll, I'll check it every few months just because our tap water tends to change. But I think that that's another reason people don't really like to use LECA too, because you have to make sure that your pH is at a specific level. Otherwise your plants could be getting too many nutrients or too little nutrients and, Mm -hmm. It matters. It definitely matters. Yeah, there is there is so much involved with like a, and I know it, it kind of became, I don't want to call it, I don't want to say it's a fad because I think there's a lot of people who grow like hydroponically and, and that's that's great. But I think a lot of people started or were like converting to like a not really understanding that you still, you have to give your plants more than just water. Like you can't just, you can't just put water in there. And expect right. for them. I mean, yeah, they might live, but they're not going to thrive. But that, that mixing the nutrients was the fun part for me, too, because it took a couple months to get down. But now when you get it down, like when you know mm-hmm. what your water is like, you know how to balance your pH, you know what nutrients to put in there. It's like 
it's so easy. And I always have containers of the nutrient solution just waiting to just go. Speaking to Becca and, and her propagating in LECA, I do, you know, if you don't want to grow your plants in LECA, I totally understand that. It's not, um, it's not for everyone, but propagating in LECA, I just feel like that's a, a success because you have water roots, which is when you propagate in water, the roots are, they call them water roots. I don't know the science behind this, so please don't take my words for facts but water roots going to soil you know some of them die they're not very sturdy but when you propagate Mm -hmm. in leca it's kind of like an in-between soil root and water root so they're a little hardier because they've been around the leca but it propagates like you're propagating in water i just i think propagating your cuttings in, in leca before you move to soil is always just like the better option than water to soil personally yeah yeah Mm -hmm. I mean it it lets it allows the roots to grab onto that leka which is what roots like to do like they like to make their way through soil they like to make their way through sphagnum moss and when they're in water they have nothing to really grip onto so they're Mm -hmm. they tend to be weaker I've definitely noticed a change in that too and I up until recently had never tried to propagate in leka and I propagated my syngonium in leca and it was like it was crazy like the roots were thick and fuzzy yeah and that was just that was it was so much easier to put it into soil after that that's another plant that go the roots go wild like yeah i'm sure they do in soil as well and yeah, i actually put a lot of elbow cuttings in soil the de la tanks soil because i got a big bag and i was excited to use it i wanted this giant pole of just elbow syngonium so i i planted a good chunk of the, my cuttings that i took in soil uh, but the one that's in leca the mother plant is just like every time i pull that out to water it the roots are just like everywhere yes mm-hmm. it's wild for sure yeah so actually with that like um Moving from that topic, I really want to talk about what we don't like about LECA because that kind of brings me into what I don't like about LECA is the roots growing through the net pot. And my plants, like my Hoya in general, love LECA so much. I feel like they grow twice as fast than being in soil. I don't know. Maybe there's no scientific proof behind that. Maybe I got to do like a test. But um, they grow so fast that I can't keep up with the net pot and the cash po size. I have an alocasia regal shield that's literally in a bucket of leca because I can't find a pot big enough. I actually recently did find a pot big enough. It's from Lechuza Pond, which is another substrate we can talk about in a second, but they're really expensive, like over a hundred dollars for a pot. Yeah. <laughs> and, well, yeah. for the for the size that I need. Um, so yeah, that's the only thing I don't like is that once you get like with terracotta can like planters can go so big and you can usually get like a cheap plastic one for a decent price. But when you're looking for like the system of a cash po, which is, you know, the vessel that holds the water reservoir and then the net pot, which is what your leka sits in. If you're looking for that system, they, it's hard to find. Yeah. I would say that's probably my biggest, uh, downside to leca is the roots grow and that's probably one of the questions i think i get a lot is everyone's like well what happens when the roots grow into the nutrient solution or the water reservoir and i always just say like no big deal get over it like it's 
not get over it. It's not a big deal. <laughs> like those roots are used to being in water. But the longer I've done it, the more I've noticed that those roots actually kind of start to rot. You know, because I think the airflow yeah. isn't great down there. Obviously, water does have oxygen molecules, H2O. So it does have mm-hmm. oxygen in it. Um, so for me personally, I've started to use wicking cord and I don't, when I started my LECA, I always said, fill the water reservoir one third of the way into the LECA. And I stopped doing that. I've started to use net pots that are shorter and cash pose that are, are deeper. And I've used a wicking cord. So no part of my LECA is ever sitting in the solution. Some of them are because I haven't transferred them yet, but usually Mm -hmm. I just have a a cotton cord that is then taking the water up and that's helped a lot but then the roots just continue to grow out of the net pot into obviously the solution right you just can't prevent that but i've tried to stick away from keeping the bottom of the net pot fully saturated in water right and it's it seems to be helping with some of that rot issue yeah i have some of mine with a wicking cord too and they love it. I, I feel like there's no, like, either way, having your LECA sit one third of the way is what I learned, too. So that's what I started with. But then with the with the wicking cord, like, they love it just as much. There's really no difference in plant growth. Yeah. I, I guess when my roots grow, when I notice them starting to grow into the water, like, if it's a significant amount of them... Then I'll just do like a full on flush, pull the plant out of the LECA and then reposition it in the pot because it still has a ton of room in the pot. It's just growing down through the net pot because it wants to be free. So I just kind of replace it in there and it buys you more time Yeah, going up the next step pot. But I have a question for you guys. Yeah. Well, actually, I have two questions. So what? What's your take on just trimming the roots? I've done that before. Me too. Yeah. Okay. And I've had to do that actually because some of the, some of the pots, some of the roots have grown down into the cash po and I wouldn't be able to pull them out of the net pot unless I cut the roots. Yeah. Okay. And so what if I just thought of this, this is like a little invention that I just thought of. Okay, maybe like an amendment <laughs> to the net pot. But you know Trademark. like how, <laughs> yeah, no one steal it. No, but it might not even work, <laughs> so let me ask. But you know how people put like screen, old screen at the bottom of their pots to hold in the soil? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What if you put a layer of screen on the inside of your net pot so that like around all the borders in the bottom so that the roots couldn't get out? I mean, they're going to get out because the, the tip of the root is always like smaller. And so it just finds the crevice and then it'll go through and then it'll kind of just expand on either side. Of Even that if screen. it's like a tiny hole, like tiny, we're yeah. talking like screen. It might, I mean, <laughs> like it might prolong it, but I think that they will still get through eventually. I mean, cause I, I do, I did put window screen at the bottom of my my soil plants um and roots still grow through that Mm -hmm. yeah they find a way okay okay there are some net pots that i've been trying that are i think they're made for like orchids but they're kind of tiered and it's to encourage the roots not to grow out but like to grow it like pushes them down but then it has airflow coming up because it's tiered 
it's hard to explain, but it seems to do the trick. Like the roots have been staying inside the pot yet still getting enough oxygen. The the net pots themselves are just a little bit awkward as far as their shape. Mm-hmm. So it yeah. makes it it makes it difficult to find like a cash po for them, but it, I think I know which ones you're talking about. I think I've seen them. Yeah, it's neat though. I really enjoy it. And like you said, my Hoya just I mean, I don't know if it's because Hoya in their natural environment are epiphytes. So their Mm -hmm. roots aren't, they do take up nutrients. Their roots do take up nutrients. But majority of the time, a Hoya root, epiphytic plants, their roots are to cling on to something, to climb up something. And they get a lot of their nutrients from, you know, like their foliage. But my Hoya just seems so, the majority of my Hoya just seems so happy in Lekka. And that makes me happy. Yeah. Every time someone is, someone will reach out and just be like, man, how do your Hoya grow so fast? Like my Hoya has not put out a new leaf in like six months. And I'm like, "Mm, is it in soil or Lekka? (laughs) Like that's my theory. (laughs) Yeah. I should, we should really do like a side by side grow test on like soil versus Lekka. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But, um, they, I think that Hoya do so well. So so well in Lekka. Mm-hmm. Now now pawn is pawn. I didn't do any research on this. I should have before we started recording. But is it Lechuza? Is that just that specific brand, or is does Lechuza own pawn? No, pawn is is the name of like just a a certain type of sub, substrate using okay. like volcanic rock, uh, other porous rocks. Okay. Um, Lechuza pawn is its own brand, which you gotcha. can never find. Ever it's always stock. out of stock. Yeah. But there's always. been a couple like Lesia's leaves did. I think she did a video where she said like made a recipe for her own pond because you just mm-hmm. need like vermiculite, uh, volcanic rock, that kind of stuff. But I was interested in trying pond because it's smaller. And so it seems like it seems like things like string of hearts and like some of those like finer root plants would enjoy yeah. that better than the the leca. But I don't have yeah. any. I haven't tried it. Yeah, me neither. And I did try to order some at one point, um, but I couldn't. It wasn't in stock. Like, I can never find any in stock from the Lechuza brand. But I haven't seen any other brands. I haven't really done my research on that. But one thing I forgot to mention with Lekka is that you really need to make sure when you're converting a plant from soil to Lekka that all that soil is off the roots as best as you possibly can get. And that's a time-consuming process. You really just want to get it all off because it can just create more root rot if you don't. But with pond, I hear you really don't have to clean the roots off as much as you do with Lekka. Yeah, I think that's correct. Again, I've never done it myself, but right. that's what I've heard. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested in trying it. So I, I always like this when year... someone's when someone's like asking if they should try Lekka, and I always just say try it with a cutting because like. It right. is kind of a pain to convert a big plant, and they do go through shock. You know, the plant, right. you're just, you know, obliterating their roots. You're not destroying them, but you are shaking them up and washing them off. So cuttings starting in Lekka is, like, so easy, and then it grows into a full plant, and it's lovely. Yeah, that's probably how, like, you. it's a good way for you to fall in love with Lekka because <laughs> then you won't experience that shock and... Yeah. leaf drop and I was going to ask what plants you guys think are best suited for LECA like a few examples and then plants you think are not well suited for LECA 
because, well, first of all, I want to update. Nicole, you used to have a cactus in Lekka or you were experimenting with that. How is yeah. that going? Is it still... Yeah, it's going really good. Really? I still have it in Lekka. Yeah. And I want to say it's probably doubled in size, maybe even tripled in size since I since I got it. I received it from Wallflower District over on Etsy. Mm-hmm. And she sent it to me. She was growing it in Lekka because I was talking about how I don't think I've ever seen anybody do that. And I put it in Lekka and the roots are just going crazy, like these big white roots. Mm-hmm. I flushed it twice since I got it I think I got it in summer and it's just doing so well which blows my mind because Mm -hmm. we all just think that cactus don't like moisture like they don't want to be sitting in a water reservoir well it's not sitting in a water reservoir but you know it's definitely creating more moisture under the plant so I just think it's crazy that it's doing really well and one of my plans this year is to experiment more with euphorbia succulents and cactus Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I think that cactus would probably do well in a situation like that because lots of cactus grow on the side of mountains, you know, over the surface of rocks. Like they're used to that kind of stuff, like penetrating Mm -hmm. with their roots and all of that. So I was actually just thinking about that while you guys were talking about how Hoya really like it for that. And there's a lot of cactus. Obviously, they're not epiphytes, but they grow anywhere they can in the middle of rocks Mm -hmm. on the side of a mountain upside down you know so I wanted an update on that but what would you say are the best plants for Hoya like the best genuses and the worst um I I would say philodendron and Hoya are fabulous from my experience in Lekka um my alocasia love it Mm. I would say like strings of things, string of bananas, string of hearts, all the really any plant that's got like this finest of roots Mm. do not do very well in Lekka. Okay. From my personal experience. What about you, Adam? Yeah, I mean, I'm kind of I'll agree with that. I did have I did have some string of hearts in Lekka and they did they did well. They did a lot better than I thought they were going to. But what happened was I just let them go too long without water and. You know those times where you just, like, forget about a plant? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then it just, like, (laughs) is half dead. Yeah, that's what's happened with my string of hearts. But um, philodendron, obviously. uh, Hoya, freaking love it. I would say the only only one that I have issues with, um, and it's not even a certain species of plants. It's, like, any climbing plant that you need to have a support that that's a struggle for me because Lekka is lightweight. It's in the name, lightweight clay, you know, expanded mm-hmm. clay. Uh, and it just doesn't have the stability for support poles outside of like you creating your own stability with like wires and zip ties and stuff. So mm-hmm. the climbing ones are, are difficult, are a difficult one for me. But they still do really I mean- well in Lekka. It's just it's hard to get them to where they need to be easily yeah it is because i i also didn't mention monstera and i have most of my monstera my thai my regular monstera my adansonii my siltipacana my peru they're all in Lekka, and they're doing really well but like this one here i'm just going to show you guys my adansonii like you can see like the support this the stake there 
-hmm. it's so hard like you said to get that in there Mm -hmm. and like I feel like I don't flush those as frequently as I should just because it's such a pain in the ass to like (laughs) to reposition it and get it back in there but but they do love it and the flushing let's just talk about that real quick because even though you you kind of refer to that like as a LECA thing, that should be done with everybody's houseplants because all of our mm-hmm. houseplants build up salts mm-hmm. and uh, nutrients when you water them from either the water or just like the, the soil itself. Uh, so, I mean, really, you should probably be at least once a month flushing your soil plants. And LECA, I think I kind of flush mine every couple weeks. Um, because you? you can kind of see the white buildup at the top layer of yeah. the leca. So I just give them a quick rinse. But that's the same thing that happens with your with your soil plants. It's, it's You might not see it as easily as you do with leca, but you should definitely be like watering them to where like water will flow through the plant for a couple times to rinse mm-hmm. off those extra salts and, and nutrients. Yeah. that Because those really could damage your plant if they build up a lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was going to say whenever we do get to talking about soil that's a big part of it we're not going to be talking about soil today becca okay <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> she's like that's what i came here for okay i've been quiet the whole episode this is the least airtime i've ever had i'm not sure what to do <laughs> i'm just kidding no but i was gonna say i mean a lot of people ask me with especially with the plants that are hanging up you know, don't you get water all over the floor? Isn't that annoying? How do you water your plants? And I water every single plant I own in the bathtub or the sink. That's just how I do. I've always done it that way. And I think that's the best way to do it because if you're watering your plants in the spot, like obviously you have a saucer, but those saucers fill up so fast and you're not Mm -hmm. giving it a thorough watering if you just toss water on it one time and you fill up the saucer. I'm sorry. I'm going to be the one to tell you. They're not watering very well. (laughs) The saucers fill up fast if you're using the right soil. Yes. Okay. If you're using crappy soil, they won't fill up at all. And then you'll get all this compacted soil. So, you know, just Delatanks. Buy Delatanks because that's the best soil. My soil mix. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the same thing I do with my soil plants, too. That's either in the sink or the bathtub mm-hmm. and obviously our partners just hate that about us because there's constant <laughs> rotating supply of plants in any space that has water in our homes yeah i was just about to say that like your partner might not like you as much but your plants will be so much happier i mean yeah i just don't understand a world where i wouldn't do that so it's kind of funny when people are like kind of offended they're like you're you're getting water all over your floor. I'm like, okay. Yeah. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. (laughs) I feel so much better since I moved all of my plants pretty much to my kitchen because I use my kitchen sink. I don't use my bathtub. I I just never have used my bathtub. And it's funny that you brought that up because Jay, we were thinking of a vlogmas video to do. And he's like, don't you ever water your plants in the bathtub? And I looked at him and I'm like, like, like everybody else like is that what you're trying to say (laughs) he's like no i think it'd be cool like a cool video to do like with plants in the bathtub and it being all steamy and showing that like you know you don't really need a humidifier and i was like yeah but i don't do that (laughs) i bring them to the sink (laughs) i will say yeah i love when i like filled up my bathtub with it 
and turn on the shower yes. and then just like shut the door and then come back like 10 minutes later and it's just like all humid and they're just like <laughs> yeah yes. loving it your plants are dancing i'm imagining <laughs> you guys like coming out of your bathroom with all the steam and like you know that song where it's like she's my cherry pie <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> I just pictured Nicole like whipping her hair and like coming out with like plants in her hands, like walking towards Jay. That's what he's that's what he's hoping for, Nicole. Throwing that's it, what he wants. Throwing okay. it back, doing that throwback move. <laughs> She's not on TikTok. She doesn't know that move. My, yeah, well, my kids aren't on TikTok, but TikToks play all through Instagram reels. Like it's like TikTok and Instagram reels. So I feel like I have TikTok because I see a lot of them. Yeah. So I know what throwing it back is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm sorry then. <laughs> but but yeah. So should we... Uh, what Did you guys have anything else you wanted to say about Lekka? Like any um, last convincing mm-hmm. arguments? I don't think so. <laughs> no. I mean, yeah. It's, a, it's, it's not an easy process but once you get it down it's not hard you know it i think Mm -hmm. there's a learning curve and your plants definitely do need their own nutrients you can't just expect water to be enough uh so but if you're interested in it like like nicole said both uh, minimalist cali so tiffany who runs that youtube channel uh she was the first person i had ever saw do it too and i was so Mm -hmm. intrigued and i learned a lot of my knowledge from her videos and then i've subsequently did a couple videos so have you nicole so Mm -hmm. there's plenty of resources out there if you're curious on starting then you can either go to my channel Mm -hmm. nicole's channel minimalist cali um there's just a bunch of others but yeah yeah we can actually on youtube you'll find a bunch of great great tutorial informative videos yeah i was gonna say we can make a playlist but on yeah our... i mean plants were plants they require Uh-oh. a lot of attention whether you have your plants in soil or you have your plants in leka so like adam said like you need to fertilize your plants that are in soil too it's it's really it's not much of a different thing once you get it down what were you saying mm-hmm. Becca? Oh, we... i was Becca left you She's left, like, you Nicole. know what? They're just going to keep talking about Lekka. I'm just going to go have lunch. <laughs> Nicole, you're not showing up on Is she off of your screen? Okay. I was wondering why you so blatantly, like, you so blatantly interrupted, like, Rebecca. I, why the hell? I never call you Rebecca. Nicole, you said. I'm not on your screen? She is. I can hear her and see her. But literally, she was in the middle of talking and you just, like, cut in. And we're just, oh, my God. And I was She's like, not oh, even shit. on my screen. I can't even see her or hear anything. Oh. There's an exclamation point. Oh, well, I feel yeah. special because I can, <laughs> I can I can see, see Adam. I can. That I cannot so see Nicole, though. So it's going to be me. Oh, uh, well, Becca no. says she can't see you. So She can't see me either? No. <laughs> can you hear me, Becca? Yeah. <laughs> okay, tell Nicole to shut up so I can say can this. Can she hear me? Okay, Nicole, just be quiet for a second so Becca can say something. <laughs> I'm going to leave this conversation and come back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What I was trying to say, Nicole, just kidding. It's fine. Connection issues. Um, what I was trying to say is I'll make a playlist on our YouTube channel um, <laughs> with, all of, with all of Adam's LECA instruction videos and all of Nicole's instruction videos and then some of their favorite videos from uh, Minimalist Cali. 
because she seems to be like one of the best people on Instagram to watch or on YouTube for that. So I'll make a playlist with their favorite Lekka videos. And yeah, that's a good idea. Thank that you. That is a good idea. Now that I can hear what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole, I was literally in the middle of saying that and you were like, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was shook. I like I kind of looked away from the FaceTime because like <laughs> Becca just like. Becca just stopped talking and her face like went down and I was like, oh shit, she's pissed. (laughs) I was wondering why you were smiling. I'm like, did I say something funny? Like, I don't understand. And I was trying to continue talking because I thought you got a phone call, Becca. That's why I thought. Oh my God. So I was trying to buy us time. That's so funny. No, I I just assumed that you just really had something to say. That's okay. (laughs) I would never, I would never intentionally cut you off. (laughs) 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 All right, so are we ready to get dirty? Let's talk about dirty dirt. Let's get down and dirty. My personal favorite. I listen. I just again, I'm just not interested in Lekka. For a lot of reasons, it's just a lot of extra work. It's not cheap to get started with mm-hmm. it. Um, and I have all the soil already. So I've never really taken a, a liking to it. I have considered doing a few plants in LECA, but it just doesn't seem like something that you can have like one or two plants in LECA and for that to make sense because you have to buy big mm-hmm. jugs of nutrients, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it kind of feels like unless half or more of your collection is in Lekka, it's kind of a waste is what I think. Is Becca gone again? No, she's back. Oh, there she is. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) sorry. I'm going to start that over again. Are you getting your satellite internet tonight? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Listen. So they were supposed to come today. I woke up. At eight o'clock, I had to wake up early. <laughs> Shit, that's <laughs> early for you. That's so early. embarrassing to say. Um. Anyway, move on. Uh, no, just kidding. I've just been going to bed so late. I remember I was talking about that at the beginning of season one, where I was like, I go to bed so late. I wake up so late. I'm back to that. I go to bed at like one, wake up at nine. Like I hate myself. Whatever. I'm back anyway, on my Animal Crossing. <laughs> back on my bullshit. Um, so it was, it was a good three months of waking up before eight. It's gone now, but so they were supposed to come today. They confirmed that they were coming today twice and then they didn't come. And then Daniel calls them and the guy was like, you didn't have an appointment set today. And he was like, well, then why did we get two calls saying that they're coming? And they were like, I'm sorry. It just was never put on the, on the text calendar. I don't know why. And he's like, okay, well, can you, like, waive the fee? (laughs) Daniel's, like, the CEO of asking for people to waive fees. I'm like, okay, if you want to ask. They usually say yes. Do you do that, Nicole? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I'm always like, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm apologizing for their mistake. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry that you're having a weird day. (laughs) I'm so the opposite. There's something about, like big companies like Comcast, AT&T, where I start off by saying, well, I know this is not your fault, but I'm not fucking paying this fee. Like, <laughs> and uh, then I'll go into, like, I'm, I try to be nice to the person on the phone because obviously, like, it's not their fault, you know, but. 
Yeah. So when's the next ETA for the satellite internet? I don't know. I don't remember. I didn't hear what day because I was working while he was talking. But I did hear him ask Mm -hmm. for a discount (laughs) or for them to waive the fee, which happened with our first time we got Wi-Fi installed, too. And the guy was so mean to me as well. And I was like, whatever. I don't know if he knew, like if the techs know that it's being waived or if it comes out of their paycheck. Like, I have no idea. But he was straight up very mean to me. So that wasn't cool. But no. So we are getting satellite internet because our internet is so bad. Literally so bad. My upload speed is one. I looked today. It is one. And my download speed is like 11 megabytes per second. That's megabytes per second, right? Yeah, it's not good. So it's not going to be much better with the satellite. Like maybe it'll be like three upload speed and (laughs) 50 download speed, which is, you know, it's better. But it's double. Yeah. Yeah, download is double. What I need is the upload speed, but that's okay. Right. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. But the craziest thing, can I tell them about the Hiram thing? Listen to this. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I see we're going off on a tangent right now. We needed a tangent after we just talked about boring ass Lekka. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but I was, Daniel was talking to the person on the phone about getting the satellite internet. And then he told him that, oh yeah, like my wife is a YouTuber. So we're just trying to get better internet connection. And he was like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. Like, and he was telling him that his brother is a YouTube creator. And he even told Daniel who his brother was. And Daniel was like, all right, anyway, cool. I mean, he wasn't rude, but he was like, nice. Cause he didn't know who it was. And then he couldn't find his wallet, so I had to offer payment information. Classic, I can't find my wallet. And (laughs) so (laughs) I got on the phone with him. He's like, oh, my gosh, like, are you you the YouTuber? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh, my gosh, like, I have so much respect for YouTube creators. Like, that's so fun. My brother's a YouTuber, so I just really appreciate, you know, whatever. And then I was like, oh, like would I know your brother or in some way it got brought up and then he goes oh yeah like do you know skincare by Hiram and I was like yeah I do like he's huge (laughs) he's very famous like four million subscribers he's like yeah that's my brother and I was like huh (laughs) who (laughs) I'm sorry what (laughs) your brother what anyway that was just like the coolest moment of my life and he uh, messaged me on not Hiram but his brother messaged me on Instagram and he now follows my channel so that was really sweet oh um, that's so cool. cool yeah yeah so I made a new I mean, friend I learned I learned a lot of my skincare routine from Hiram 
yeah he's awesome yeah yeah my daughter watches watches him i think yeah he said that he that Hiram is like so thankful and like genuinely very humble about what's like the fact that he's like very famous now and just like very thankful and I was like no honestly I can tell like you can tell when someone's putting up a front and he's not you know yeah yeah for unless sure. he's really good at it and I've been fooled but I really don't think that he has a front that he puts up yeah so just a sweet guy but anyway that was a fun story time that was a fun story time. So now let's talk about soil. Yeah. So soil <laughs> is obviously the traditional planting method. That's what that's what you use out in the garden. That's what you use usually with your houseplants when you get started. And unless mm-hmm. you're growing like hydroponically outside, you know, you can do that outside as well. It's a little different than LECA, right? Yeah, it's a yeah. bit different. So pretty much... It's okay. So the the basic components of soil, we're just going to break it down. And I'm just moving off the top of my head here, but usually it's like a compost and then you have what so the compost is where a lot of the nutrients will come from. And then you have a moisture retaining section if that's what you want. Normally a lot of store-bought mixes will have peat moss as their their chosen method of m- moisture retention and an alternative to peat moss is cocoa peat, which is basically like shredded coconut husk. And it operates exactly the same way. And it's actually way, way, way better for the environment. It's by no use of mining. It's actually a recycled material from the coconut industry. And so, but you're not going to find that cocoa peat in a lot of commercial mixes. Like you're definitely not going to find that in miracle Grow. I don't know about Fox Farm, but like Miracle Grow is probably like the biggest soil company that I can think of, and they definitely use peat moss. Yeah. So, the next component in a houseplant soil would be, you know, those elements that break up the soil that allow the roots to breathe. So, that would be, you know, anything from perlite to pumice to orchid bark to cocoa chips. Um, those are usually the most popular options. And I have a preference to pumice over perlite. I do not like perlite. I've had perlite for a long time in a lot of my plants, and I realize that it's just not good. And I've had... Okay, can... Huh. Can I say something on that really quick? Yeah, yeah. Interrupting you. (laughs) But I ran out of your soil, because I had your soil in my house for a while, ran out, and I needed to do a repotting video... And I grabbed like the smallest bag of miracle Grow potting mix from mm-hmm. Home Depot. And I had half of a bag of perlite left over from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And I had some lava stone. So I mixed all three together. And I cannot even tell you that since using your soil, I hate perlite. <laughs> like I'm ready mm-hmm. to repot that plant already because mm-hmm. I just hate it so much well yeah i mean for all the reasons you're yeah the floating to the top it doesn't stay in place i switched away from perlite when i moved to arizona just because i just had heard so many people like complain about it and i saw all of the white on the top of my pot and i was like why is this all up here Um, yeah and i switched to pumice which i really really do enjoy i recently just saw betsy begonia use it for propagating though so i think i'm just going to use the rest of mine like as a propagating medium mm-hmm. possibly i've seen a lot of people use uh perlite as a propagation technique and i think that's great i think that's really great mm-hmm. there's other uses for it It does hold moisture 
um, it's just not great in your soil because it's usually it's so small and it's not creating big enough pockets for those roots to breathe, which even in soil, the roots need to breathe, you know, Mm -hmm. so you need to have those pockets of air and create a soil that makes that easier. So, I mean, all this to say, I've been mixing my own soil. We all have been mixing our own soil. Like you guys did not start with LECA. So this is really a conversation for all of us, but we have mixed our own soil for so long and it's hard to get that perfect ratio. It's, it's frustrating. It's, it can be expensive, but when you do Mm -hmm. find that perfect ratio with your perfect soil mix, I think soil is a really, really great growing medium uh, for your plants. I mean, it's simple. You don't really have to do anything besides fertilize maybe once a month, sometimes even less, um, Mm -hmm. depending on the plant, how like fast it grows, how like heavy of a feeder it is and all of that. But I mean, there's so many options for fertilizer. It's not expensive and that's the only maintenance you have to use or that's the only maintenance you have to do for soil plants. Um, so that's pretty much why I prefer soil because it's a lot lower maintenance besides the fact that I've heard that people prefer LECA because it's better if you aren't at home as much, you don't want to water your plants because like the water reservoir lasts for a lot longer, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's like a pro for for LECA that soil just doesn't have. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, there's that. Yeah. When we all started out, I, I remember like just going back to like the beginning of my like plant uh, journey. I used to buy the miracle Grow soil uh, and I used to not mm-hmm. amend it, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. that happens and people like, I'm sure every single person started off by just buying a bag of houseplant soil from Mil- miracle Grow from a big box store. Um, but as you progress in your journey with plants, you kind of realize what plants need a little more, you do more research and, and then it got to be a hassle. It really did because I had to buy five different bags of things to get the mix that I wanted. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of space. It's unfortunate that like more companies don't create soil blends that are great for house plants. Like your soil blend, Becca, is I like I don't think I could turn back from that blend mm-hmm. for all of my plants, my aeroids, my cactus, like all of them. Mm-hmm. And it's unfortunate that people that are just starting out in plants trust that they're buying if they're buying a bag of soil that says it's for house plants on it that it's going to be okay for house plants it's really not no mm-hmm. and like you were going to say it takes up so much space to get all those bags of things yeah yeah and i okay so listen becca is obviously our very best friend but <laughs> if i didn't know this chick at all and never met her and i came across her house plant mix de la tanks i still would have been like this is the best soil i have ever found in my entire life so like don't discount our comments on the soil because Becca's <laughs> our good friend. This was not like this is not planned to plug the De La Tanks houseplant yeah. mix, but I'm telling you, <laughs> it is a one stop shop. And I will scream that from the top of my lungs anywhere <laughs> and to anyone because yeah. I have gotten some of my friends, like my fraternity brothers, have gotten into plants. But, you know, to tell them to make a mix, you're like, oh, we'll go buy Miracle Grow, mm-hmm. go buy some orchid bark go buy some perlite like they're kind of just like i don't want to do all that so i'm just like okay well here's a tank here's a mix from de la tanks and it's a one like it's easy like it's just a no-brainer so yeah exactly that's the thing (laughs) 
Thank you. You know, I won't do it. (laughs) 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 Thank you for saying that. Um, Yeah, I don't I don't want this to feel like a commercial for a product that I've made with a company that, you know, all these things. But I mean, really, I, I use it, too. I exclusively use my houseplant soil that I made with Tank's Green Stuff, which is a small business in Tucson that uses completely recycled landscaping materials as well. I think I forget to say that a lot, but every single part of the soil is, um, at least the compost in the soil, is recycled. And the cocoa peat, and the, sorry, there's no cocoa peat, the cocoa husk is recycled as well. Like, you know, there's just so many things. Um, But Oh, shoot. What was it? Where was I going with that? I just like really got so nervous. <laughs> I got nervous. Because uh, <laughs> we're ta- we were talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, here's what I was going to say. I think when I, similar situation to Adam, like when I try to introduce people to plants, it's like, how do you teach someone that? Because you, you want them to not have to go through those struggles of like using straight up peat moss on their plants. Because <laughs> that sucks to have those realizations. And if you can have those early wins, that makes you want to stay in the hobby for longer. Um, and so you could just give them a bag of premixed soil, even if it's not my soil. I mean, obviously, if it was my soil, that's less work for you. But if you wanted to give them, you know, a bag of premixed soil, that's a great way to get someone started with houseplants. Um, and honestly, like I've been experiencing so many things with root rot, which I think is so much more prevalent in soil plants than it is with leca plants so that's another soil downside like you can experience things like that also there's more opportunities for pests not to say that they don't exist with leca but you know pests fungus gnats um if you're new in your plant journey like if you've seen those little black flies you've got a problem (laughs) so i I notice a lot of people just say like they call them fruit flies like i've i've watched Mm -hmm. other youtubers or podcasts and they're just like oh there's a fruit fly and i'm like well if you have a house plant near you it's probably not a fruit fly it's probably a fungus fungus fruit flies are like bigger and juicier too (laughs) yeah have you noticed that (laughs) like when you kill them you can like feel their guts on your finger but like with a fungus (laughs) gnat they like disintegrate with your hand yeah yeah Yeah. you don't even have to wash your hands after you kill a fungus gnat just go about your day yes exactly when i whenever i kill a fungus gnat i literally just like wipe my hands together i'm like all right let's move on (laughs) it's a piece of dust in the wind i will say uh to your previous point like you will see you will get root rot in any situation but with leka it is easier to to catch it and to see Mm -hmm. it right away with soil like the only way you really can tell if your plants having root rot is if you see issues in the foliage and then you have to unpot your plant Mm -hmm. Um, yeah but yeah and usually at that point when the foliage is starting to show you it really has root rot and there's not Mm -hmm. much you can do i mean yeah like i've had root rot a few times and it's just not anytime a plant has gotten root rot it's either died or it was never the same again so that's just the yeah, truth. It's probably one of the biggest reasons why I want to try to convert more of my cacti and my euphorbia to leca to see mm-hmm. because, like I said, I'm an overwaterer and that's not a practical thing to be when you have a lot of cactus. Mm-hmm. And by the time you notice your cactus has root rot, there is absolutely yeah. like you can't snip off a piece of cactus and probably I mean, you can, but it's usually too far gone by the time you notice it. 
Yeah, for sure. And a lot of that happens because of soil compaction. Like if your yeah. if your soil is well made and it provides the right amount of airflow and space inside of the pot, root rot will be so much less common because even if you do overwater, it it won't affect it as much or as quickly, right? Don't don't you think? Like Yeah. Yeah, with the De La Tank soil, for example, there isn't a ton of um, I was talking to Jeff, the owner of Vintage Hill, the local shop near me who purchased the De La Tank soil, and he was saying that um, like it's a little airier than he would create himself, and I was like, hey, just try it out. I mean, he wasn't dogging on it, but he's like, I've never really done a mix like this, um, and I was mm-hmm. like, hey, just try it out and see what you think, and he's like, no, I mean, it totally makes sense. Like, I can see how this how this would work. And he also said the same thing about the tanks, uh, cactus mix because the tanks cactus mix is like pumice and cocoa chips and a little bit of soil, like not even that much. I mean like compost, not soil. So anyway, I mean, it is kind of shocking sometimes to see like such a small amount of actual compost because normally when we make our own mix, it's like we put 50% soil or compost or peat moss I mean, I'm not going to give the ratio, but it's not 50%, you know, so it's not and it shouldn't be. And I think that that's where the whole like unfortunate thing about purchasing bags of soil at like big box stores and from these big companies is they you buy that first bag and you're like, okay, I see a little bit of perlite mixed in with the soil Mm -hmm. or a little bit of pumice. So I guess that's just what I'll do. Yeah. And then you think that that's what you're supposed to do. And it's like, no, cactus don't really even want to be in soil (laughs) you know they yeah it's not what they grow in in their natural environment yeah definitely especially for cactus I think cactus mix like pretty much everyone who makes cactus mix besides tanks I think has it wrong like Mm -hmm. I really do if you put sand in your cactus mix like please stop doing that like so many experts like advise against doing that but i see a lot of people who are prominent figures in cactus doing that no one from tucson so I sh- I'll, I'll say that but <laughs> or not even phoenix but you know what i mean it's like i don't know i don't want to and i don't want to be a soil elitist but i mean there's just there's a lot of misconceptions about soil and what the right mix is and it can be hard to find the right information but the tanks mix. De la tanks. That's so good. De la tanks. Um, I'm I, telling you, I'm, I need to repot my last few plants I repotted because I'm just cringing thinking about it right now. I know <laughs> I know. we've mentioned peat moss a couple times in here and then also sphagnum moss, but um, those two items that are found in a lot of soil mixes in particular are just, they're non, I mean, no, they're not renewable resources. Peat moss is right. grown in peat bogs that takes years to mm-hmm. create. So not that saying that by you going to buy a bag of miracle Grow, you're you're the problem because that's not true. There's so many huge companies and a lot of like really yeah. big growers for our agriculture, et cetera, that are using peat mm-hmm. as a, a, a medium. But it's yeah. yeah, it's like quickly diminishing. And it's, it takes a long time to rebuild that supply. So that's kind yeah. of one reason why I kind of I stopped using it. Once I heard about that and, like, mm-hmm. researched it, I was like, oh, yeah, this really isn't great for, like, 
yeah the environment um i didn't even know that i didn't even know that i don't think i knew that yeah so that's good to know yeah and see the thing about even like sphagnum moss at least you can reuse spag you can boil yeah. it and sanitize it and start again um but peat moss it can't it can't be reused because it loses its ability to be rehydrated after a while. So if you have that soil that dries out in your plants, like it's going to be a lot harder for that peat moss to rehydrate. And cocoa peat, it's it rehydrates really easy. Like it's yeah. so so much better. And because of the coconut industry, coconut water, coconut toppings, all of that, we have an abundance of it's just yeah. like constantly renewed by the fruit. Um, yeah. So yeah, and it's, it's definitely a smart, I, I think it's a definitely a smarter option. Yeah. Works the same exact. Yeah. Which is why I'm kind of surprised. Like I was talking to Shota about this. Shota is like my liaison with tank screen stuff. Like he and I are plant friends now we talk, but he was telling me that, well, I was asking him like if peat moss has been, like notably terrible for the environment and these people who are plant people so presumably they care about the environment why do they keep using it like why is this even still a thing when there's this alternative that works exactly the same way excuse me that works exactly the same way and is more effective why are they still using peat moss and he said basically like well people are set in their ways and they don't want to experiment with other things this is what's always been used, so they don't want to change. And Maybe I did hear this. Did you mention this in one of your videos? Because now it's... St- yeah. Okay. I talked to... Hearing you talk about it, I'm like, wait, I've heard her talk about this before. <laughs> <laughs> like a broken record. No. No, um, you're not. I've, I talked about it in a soil chat with Shota. Okay. Yeah. And then it makes total sense. Maybe is it cheaper? Like is one more expensive mm. than the other you know could that be a thing like as to why yeah i don't know i don't know I because mean, as a big company if you've already like went through the process of like finding your supply chain i yeah. think trying to do that again obviously will be extra work and right. companies i just maybe they just don't want to go through that process again but mm-hmm. yeah i don't know yeah that's true you gotta you gotta grow and you gotta invo- evolve you know with yeah with the times that's kind of why i yeah. i started leka too not to bring it back to leka but like mm-hmm. i thought we've we've came so far with our scientific understanding of plants and plant life and mm-hmm. why couldn't we grow plants in an inorganic substance by giving them nutrients in the liquid form and like and it was like the nerd in me that was like i have to try this like i need to see <laughs> how this goes and like like nicole said leka is reusable like you said with spag like Mm -hmm. you boil it you get the stuff out there and then you know you can put Mm -hmm. it another plant in it yeah yeah the only reason i purchased like multiple bags of leka over the past year is because i've accumulated more plants to to pot you know like yeah i don't think i'll ever have to purchase more leka because for the past few months i've consistently had like a tub of leka Mm -hmm. that i can reuse like whether i've given a plant away or a plant died like i'm able to reuse that yeah yeah that's how it's been with for me with spag like i know that spag is not the greatest thing to be buying however i bought a small block of it over a year ago and i just ran out 
like a little, wow. you know, like a little block. I think I paid like 15 bucks for it. And mm-hmm. I've made like tons of moss poles. I've propagated so many plants in it. So, I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying everyone go run out and buy spag, but it, it is reusable. And yeah. right. LECA, that's also reusable. Is soil reusable? No, not necessarily. You can you can sanitize your soil in certain ways. Um, basically, the best way is just to like leave it out in the sun for a few days. But with that, you're killing all the microbes and the nutrients in the soil. So you're going to have to replenish that. So now you have sterile soil and there's really no point to it unless you're going to infuse the, the nutrients back in. And there's, there's you know, products for that. Yeah. So technically, I mm-hmm. guess, yeah, it is reusable, but at, at what cost, you know? Um, I feel like the most, the, the most times i've reused soil air quotes is just like putting it into my my garden like Mm. adding it outside like i i have reused soil a couple of times on indoor plants Mm -hmm. but i've also heard of people putting their soil in the microwave and i have never done that is that a thing yeah it is yeah, yeah, I did a video. I was just thinking, one of my like early on videos I talked about because that's when I just got rid of all of my fungus gnats. I was like, no matter what bag of soil you buy, it's usually has fungus gnats in it. Yeah. Like yeah. the larvae and then they hatch. Yeah. So Wait, you did a video on this? Yeah. I've seen all your videos. Well, bullshit. I'm calling bullshit on that one. Yeah. Oh. Okay, I'm calling bullshit on myself. I'm going to go back it to was, your channel. It was me <laughs> repotting a Hoya Chelsea cuttings, and I talked about how I microwaved the soil. And I regret that because um, the soil did act different after that. Like it, it, Really? When it compacted, it was like rock hard. Like yeah. I don't wow. know why it did that. And I... I don't do that anymore. I mix in mosquito bits with my soil at the mm-hmm. just to stay ahead of the, the fungus neck situation and all of that. Yeah. But yeah, because Becca's right. It does kill the microbes and it kills yeah. all of the organisms that are living in there, the beneficial organisms. I mean, because it's yeah. going to kill everything, right. the bad mm-hmm. and the good. Yeah. And another way that I've suggested to kill, you know, fungus gnats is to put hydrogen peroxide in your water and that is definitely yeah. like 100 percent the most effective way to kill them because the, that kills the eggs, I was the eggs in say, the larva yeah yeah, yeah kills, i've done that before too but that also kills the microbes the See? the micro okay yeah it, it kills those too but honestly like i've never i didn't experience like weird compaction or anything like that but that was something i asked jota about like what am i killing when i do that you know, because it's not just fungus mm-hmm. gnats. So you could do that with fungus gnats. You just have to replace the nutrients. Um, and there are ways, you know, there are ways to do that. It's not the end of the world, but it's just something to consider. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, there's soil is very simple, but there are still some things. But there's a lot of research out about it because it's been around for so long. Like that's basically been yeah. the the default growing method for forever so there's a lot of a lot of research and good products out there you just have to find it Mm -hmm. now when you're repotting a plant i have seen people take a bit of the soil that the plant was previous in whether it was like a nursery or maybe their old pot um, and mix it in with the new soil because they said that there's microorganisms that were in that soil with that plant that it's used to and it kind of helps Mm. not 
turn it into like a full-on shock but me personally whenever i repot one of my soil plants i knock all that crap off <laughs> and i think you do, do you? too becca because you yeah. talked about in the video because you're just like well you know the the water retention is going to be different than between the two different mm-hmm. mixes which See, makes sense. i have i've mm-hmm. i've left soil on there for that reason alone but i think that's just a theory that i put in my head like this plant's used to the soil let me just repot it so i know it's not like incompacted nasty soil Mm -hmm. but still give it a little bit of what it's used to because it looks so (laughs) good right now so it must be doing something right yeah um i haven't experienced like i don't think i've experienced anything from that specifically but that makes sense though like yeah get it get all of that off and yeah it i mean i have noticed that the plant goes through shock when mm-hmm. I when I remove a lot of the soil, I mean, there's some plants. When we were doing the soil experiments, like testing out the different mixes that we came up with for De La Tanks, I bare rooted like five pothos, and all of them went through shock. All of them. Yeah. And the one that was in the winning mix, well, then the, we had two versions of the winning mix, but the two that were in like the winning mix, they both perked up the best out of all of them. You know. Because mm-hmm. we had some like super compacted soil and then like some like basically cactus mix, you know, just to see on the spectrum yeah. like what. And basically they perked up eventually, but it did because I was observing those plants so closely. I noticed it took like two three weeks for them to look normal again after I did that. Mm-hmm. And that was like spraying the roots down like like you would when you're putting a plant in LECA. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was just going to say that's pretty much what a plant will go through when you're transferring it to LECA for the most part. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you remove all the old soil. Yeah. So there was also that to factor in. But normally I wouldn't get it down that far. Like I would remove all the chunky bits. But if there's like soil on the actual roots, I'm not going to take it to the sink and wash it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway... I think I think that's a, a good conversation surrounding this is a great conversation. Lots of information. Yeah. yeah. I mean Yeah. Yeah, is there anything else you wanted to say about soil? Miss Becca? Um, where can we find Dela Tanks? Oh, okay. I'll tell you where you can find Dela Tanks. So Dela Tanks is always linked in my YouTube description box, always, through an Amazon affiliate link. And yeah, I think I have to tell you legally it's an affiliate link. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> that's there. So if you want to buy it online, however, we are working on getting it in stores. But obviously, because it's not Miracle Grow, you know that's a bit harder. It's not a super globally well-known company. So we're working on getting it in local nurseries around the country. Um, for anyone listening outside of the U.S., unfortunately, you won't be able to buy it because there's agricultural rules and laws against that kind of stuff, especially regarding soil. So I do apologize for that. But um, in Arizona, it's available in pretty much any plant retailer that you enjoy, like a nursery, not obviously not Lowe's and Home Depot, but nurseries. And then in Missouri, it's available at Vintage Hill in Franklin, Missouri. Oh, I think it's Franklin. But if you happen to work, but if you happen to work at Homes or Home Depot or Lowe's, um, <laughs> maybe you can. 
yeah talk to your supplier and can you also <laughs> talk to how awesome. can you also buy it from the tanks website you can send shota an email okay you can email him yeah it. so if you want to buy it online but you don't want to buy it through amazon which i completely understand you can contact shota directly and his contact information is on their website tanksgreenstuff.com okay yeah but i would say you know Obviously, the soil is already done for you, but if you are still wanting to do it on your own, just make sure that it's possibly chunkier than you think it should be because that's really the best way to ensure you never deal with root rot. Yeah, I mean... And, yeah. My system with soil, I used to I used to and kind of still do by Fox Farm Ocean Forest because I really liked Fox Farm. Um, mm-hmm. I mix in worm castings with that. I mix in pumice. I mix in orchid bark and I mix in charcoal. So like yeah. that's six bags of stuff. But, you know, if you don't want to buy the De La Tanks mix, which is completely your prerogative, or if you like to mix your own soil, like those are good components to have in, a, in an airy soil in different measurements. Obviously, you want more compost, more soil. If you want to retain more moisture for the plant, if you want it to kind of be more airy you just add in a lot of the other mixes but Mm -hmm. toss in some mosquito bits oh yeah get some skeeter bits in there yeah for sure for sure and something with soil just a quick thing if you find mushrooms in your soil don't worry it's actually a good thing it means that there's microbial activity or sorry fungal activity activity. (laughs) so i've been getting that question a lot for some reason it's a good thing yeah um there was just something else I wanted to say about soil. Oh, I think my biggest surprise with plants was like not the watering. You know, when I first started plants, like I just thought like, oh, a plant needs water every week or like every couple of days you just pour a glass of water in it. And that to mm-hmm. me was like the biggest surprise of like understanding that I think every single house plant likes to fully dry. Like they want their water to fully dry the majority of them before you water them again and Mm -hmm. that's just something that i think as a new plant parent i never understood and i was fully surprised were you did you just put a couple ice cubes on top and let it melt (laughs) (laughs) oh man so wrong it's so wrong if you do that stop now plants don't want that freezing cold water how would you feel about jumping into a freezing cold pool yeah. <laughs> and like two ice cubes, what the hell is that going to do for your plant? That's so funny. I you know, like it's so weird because obviously that's terrible advice, but people who give that advice like, "Geez, they've got these beautiful orchids." And I'm like, "What's going on?" <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you got to give it to them, but It's literally written still on instructions for orchids. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe a, a future guest of the pod will be able to talk to us about why that's not okay. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Elaborate on that. Uh, it's funny. <laughs> All right. Shall we wrap it up? Yeah. I mean, we're over an hour and a half here, so. I love yeah. that, Ooh. though. It's a good It's a good start to the season. Yeah. Maybe that person that commented that we never talk about plants will take oh that God. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What is this? I thought this was a plant podcast. Oh my god. Uh well, thank you guys so much for watching this episode and for just loving on the pod and hanging out with us. It's always so fun. What are you and, laughing at? And by watching, she means thank you for listening to this episode. Listening. YouTuber problems. Oh, they're not. 
they're not watching <laughs> us as I sit in my closet. With that bugger hanging out of your nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, literally, I thought I was being called out. I was like, wow, that's cold. Honestly, I know we're all pretty good friends, but if Nicole called you out like that, I would probably have a talk with her afterwards and be like, hey, that wasn't the <laughs> nicest way because she was like... <laughs> Because it wasn't very nice, but Nicole would never do that. Like, she would never treat you like that. She has, is anyone going to she has a big booger? <laughs> I love how you say I would have a little talk with her afterwards. Yeah. Which wouldn't go <laughs> well, because Nicole could take me in a second. <laughs> yeah, I think, I don't think that we'll ever get in an argument. I just don't see it happening. No, Knock I would wood. be terrified to, like have nicole mad at me like no joke Same. oh my gosh are you yeah, serious yeah because i just we feel like, like walk on i feel shells. like you would be i don't walk on eggshells with you but i feel like you would be like the <laughs> feisty like you would just be like bam 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 <laughs> and i would just like cower in the corner <laughs> i don't think so i i have i've i've had a best friend for 33 years of my life my friend nicole and we talk about it to this day how we got into one argument our entire life and it was when we were maybe like 13 or 14 and we were riding bikes and I like turned the corner and like went ahead and she got really upset and we came back to my porch and like literally five minutes later I came outside with popsicles and I was like do you want one and she's like yeah and that was the end of the fight popsicles save the world oh they my did gosh. they saved the day and she's probably listening to this cracking up because she listens to the podcast oh but gosh. that's like i don't i don't like when i have friends i don't fight with my friends like ever i don't either i was just about to say that no. i know yeah i have a childhood friend we've been friends forever like you and your friend and we would fight when we were like 11 but it's because she was <laughs> she was mean to me and she'll admit that now but like that's it that's the only friend i've ever fought with and we haven't fought since we were like 15 yeah it just doesn't happen anymore no and if it's happening maybe that's not a friend you want yeah honestly i yeah i don't get it when friends get in fights and like have to break up like i don't get it i can't relate i've had friends that i drift apart from but i've never had like a blowout and then we're not friends anymore yeah Mm mm-hmm well, something to look forward Anywho. to, you two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, if Nicole and I got in an argument, I feel like it would be explosive because I'm really, I am very argumentative when oh, I are you? get into an argument. I'm super fight. I'm an Aries. Oh, uh, um, okay. Yeah. I shut down. I like go quiet and need processing time. No. Yeah. See, I, I'm very quick to like admit when I'm wrong I feel like I don't you know yeah. so I feel like if we got into a fight I'd be like oh okay she's told she totally has a point like I would <laughs> it wouldn't go further than that I don't think I listen but who knows we'll see stay tuned I feel like I'm the same way but when the person isn't quick to admit they're wrong I'm like well let me show you <laughs> yeah. oh, that's great. and that's why that's why I get into arguments with my partner Daniel like well we don't argue all the time but we like bicker you know and yeah, because he just is not that person that's going to be like, OK, here's why I think, you know, like I would be. And he's just a little yeah. bit more stubborn. Like we're both two very stubborn people. So we just neither of us back down. Yeah, <laughs> I think that this ha- I think the I think the arguing with people that you live with, though, that's different. who you're around all the time. I think that that's different. I think that that's almost like a healthy thing. Like, yeah. 
you have to ha- you're gonna have some disagreements because you're two t- individual people you know but like we don't we don't hang out that much like what are we gonna have to argue about that's so true yeah unless we started a, a commune and we all lived together which <laughs> oh my god that'd be great yeah that sounds like a dream honestly so <laughs> oh i was gonna say that would be hell um oh well okay well we're gonna wrap up this episode we know who likes who more in this little trifecta <laughs> just kidding oh <laughs> becca we're gonna have a talk after okay <laughs> just all kidding right. obviously that would be so fun i'd love for us to all live in the same place i know <laughs> so totally off topic but <laughs> q a a q a question i got from instagram was are you sad that becca moved <laughs> oh yes yeah. yeah yes he is but also i but also like my answer to that is no because you're closer to me now <laughs> yeah for sure yeah and the only reason we haven't taken advantage of that full force, I think, is just because of COVID, like, yeah. in all honesty. Yeah, I probably would have gone to Chicago by now. You're I mean, gonna, I will you're be. You're going to love it. You're just going to love it. I'm a city oh my boy. God. Oh, my Liquor God. Park, I, Nic- all of the suburbs that are just, like, so cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited to see it. Nicole was actually messaging me this morning because I, I said on my stories, someone asked me what I think of people from the Midwest. And like my husband's from the Midwest, so it's not as if I've never experienced people from the Midwest. Um, And I'm talking like rural Midwest, not like Chicago. Yeah. And basically my my assertion is that they're just like really nice, really, really nice. And Nicole goes, well, just come back down to Chicago. We'll humble you. Or she said something (laughs) like that. She's like, it's not like that in Chicago. And I was like, yeah, like I'm I'm excited to be with my people again. Like, I don't want (laughs) to smile at you. Like, I'm sick of smiling at strangers. Like, don't look at me. (laughs) I don't want to. Well, now with face coverings. Yeah. With face coverings being a thing, I feel like I save my cheeks from hurting on a daily basis because I don't have to smile constantly because it is like. You know, yeah. people people are definitely nicer where I'm at, like here, like in the Burb area. Yeah. Than they are in like, don't go to New York. Like if you're if you're used to nice people, New York, everybody's pissed <laughs> off in New York. I love I love New York. I just love not talking to people. <laughs> like, <laughs> Honestly, yeah. Unless I, I know you, it's like a it's a lot of effort for me to talk to someone just because I'm so shy. It just like takes a yeah. lot. It drains me. <laughs> Yeah. You know what I don't like? And this is going to make me sound like such a yacht. I'm fully aware. <laughs> but I don't like asking strangers how they are. Because guess what? I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I'm the, so mean. Same. But like. <laughs> no. And on the other side of that, though, is like no one really gives the to a stranger. You never give the, the real answer. So like, what's the point of the what's the point of the sentiment? Because like, yeah, everyone just like I'm exactly. Good. Yeah. I'm good. And the like, weather sucks, but you know. Yeah. I know that they don't care about my answer, so why would I tell them? That's. I think that's where it starts. <laughs> it doesn't start with me not wanting to ask. It starts with me not wanting to tell. Yeah. Because I know they don't care. Yeah. So I'm not, I guess I'm not that much of a yacht. But I mean, it's just like, you You don't know me. It doesn't matter to you. <laughs> you're never going to see me Next time someone asks you that, just be like, I'm not doing too well. Do you have a minute? Yeah. I'd like to talk about this and get this off my chest. Well, I'll never say it again. I'm having a lot of diarrhea. I basically could have pissed it out and saved the toilet paper. But uh, other than that, things are good. 
How are you doing today? Well, have you ever heard of butt piss? (laughs) (laughs) And this, folks, is why we'll never get into an argument. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, well, you can you can find us at Instagram at Potted Together (laughs) as this podcast. Uh, And individually, I'm at Not Dude. You have at de la plants and you have at my clean leaves that's so, right yeah find and us then we're on, on youtube we've made we're a youtube the tubes yeah we've made a few youtube videos probably another one by the time you hear this maybe maybe hopefully i'm on it i'm i'm putting it out there in the world um because we we <laughs> want to do youtube so might as well wait what we 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 want to <laughs> make videos oh god let's end it we want to make the videos. <laughs> we. <laughs> okay, bye. It's been two hours. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, I'll say one more thing. Silence. <laughs> Thanks so much for listening to this episode, guys. And we really want to continue this conversation. So make sure you go head over to Instagram, pot it together, leave a comment, let us know what substrate you use and what you like the best. And we'll continue the conversation over there. All right, guys. See you next week. Bye. 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 Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.